Welcome back. Thank you very much for tuning in. My name is Matt Hurley. It is episode 16. On today's episode, I have an interview recorded with Baltimore comedian Justin Jones. Uh, so you can follow Justin on Instagram at OneFoxyComic, which is spelled O-N-E-F-O-X-Y-C-O-M-I-C. In addition to that, Justin has a podcast called Daddy Home, which you can find on YouTube, among other platforms. There's nearly 50 episodes. Uh, Justin is a hilarious seasoned stand-up comedian that's been at it for about a decade and has performed at places from Magoobie's Joke House down to putting on his own uh, showcases as well as open mics. Um, so he puts out hilarious content all the time. Please go check him out and see him live uh, whenever you can because he's just a, a great guy. So um, I appreciate him taking the time to sit down and have this discussion with me, especially since, you know, as a more newer comic, I'm going through the processes of putting on shows and things. So it was good to get certain perspectives and advice from him. So um, we did nearly half an hour. I felt like I could have talked to him for two hours more. Uh, so he's definitely going to be someone I'm going to have back on the podcast sometime soon. So. Outside of that, if you're in the DMV area this Friday, August 19th, uh, Bill Franks and I are producing our second show at the Vagabond Theater, which will feature Comedians Law, Garrett Harvest, and have headliner Kyrie Creek. And then coming up August 26th, Bill Franks and I are producing our third show in Federal Hill, uh, which will feature Comedians Xavier Morgan, Saray, Chris Spann, among others. And um, both shows are going to be a lot of fun and if you are looking to join the fun i have links for tickets in my instagram bio which is matthurley.comedy so before i play the interview with justin i'm going to play some audio that i recorded at the pun dmv competition which occurred at the dc improv august 4th um, so i found out about this through the host of the uh, Wits End Free Show, Matt Brown, uh, who performs at Magoobie's, the DC Improv. So um, upon finding out about this competition, I emailed the booker. I didn't hear anything back for quite a long time. And then a couple days before the show, um, I got an email saying that someone had backed out of the competition and they were looking for a late edition. So I competed in what was called the uh, Freestyle um, Pun Competition. So there were 10 people. Each of us had a different theme, and were given three or four minutes to pack as many puns on that topic as we could. So uh, my topic I picked was vegetables. So as you'll hear, I tried to you know put as many different puns on using not just the same vegetable, but trying to hit as many as many different vegetables as I could in that short period of time. So I really enjoyed doing this because when I write jokes. I really enjoy wordplay and incorporating puns. So this was definitely right up my alley and it'll be something I'll look forward to maybe competing in the future. So um, outside of that, thank you very much for tuning in. Please, if you're in the DMV area, come check out uh, one of these upcoming shows. And if you enjoy this interview with Justin, please go follow him at One Foxy Comic and check out his podcast, Daddy Home. Thank you very much for tuning in and I hope you enjoyed the audio. Halfway through our freestyle uh, around, we got five more people. You guys got some energy for them? I know you do. <laughs> Kicking off the back nine here, uh, he's going to be talking about vegetables, I believe, coming out from Baltimore. Let's get some applause going for Mr. Matt Hurley! <laughs> What's up, DC? How you guys doing? Hell yeah. I heard there was a competition here tonight, so I thought I would 
turn up. Um, oh, now, ma'am, you think I'm ready for this competition? I think I yams. Okay. Now, to get down to it, dude, I went to my buddy Gus's house. I walked up to his house. Gus was outside. He was beaten bloody. A person was standing over him, so I did the only thing I could do. I yelled, please, please, a spare Gus! The guy didn't look like he was going to fucking listen to me, so I had to resort to my martial arts. Now, I didn't want to hit him with something predictable. I didn't want to do a spin kick, so I did this instead. I hit him with a spin itch. Anyways, that shit didn't work. My buddy Gus is dead. R.I. Split P. Gus. Hell yeah. You guys are fucking awesome. Um, enough of that shit, sad shit, because love is in the air. I don't know if you heard, but this past weekend, director Spike Lee and MMA fighter Brock Lesnar got together and they got married. Yeah, they were in love. And they did it by eloping and running off to Vegas. Now, Sunday morning, the MMA fighter was getting coffee for the happy couple. He stuck out his hand to paparazzi and said, I'm officially broccoli. <laughs> now, I don't fucking like, I don't like to eat broccoli, but I would eat that broccoli's asshole out, okay? We're having a good time here. Now, when I'm not busy doing stand-up comedy, I like to put on a once-a-year fancy event. I get the top 50 most influential kangaroos in the world. I dress them in tuxedos, gowns, they have a red carpet, a dinner, speeches, awards, and you're looking at me saying, shit, that sounds a lot like the Met Gala in your clothes. It's a Rue Gala. <laughs> All right. Now, why is that wineries, right? But then they got these other places that sell all sorts of shit we call convenience stores. They should be celeries. Alright. We're having fun. Uh, who's got kids? Who's got like a young kid? Anyone young kid? Okay. Young, okay, well I'm gonna pretend like you got a young kid. Uh, it's never too early to start your kids on anabolic steroids, brother. That's the motto of my company, Pumpedkin. Alright. We're having fun up here, okay. Now, for real, dude, I don't give little kids steroids. What I really do is I sell edible art on Etsy. I take uh, chicken egg-sized golf balls, and I paint them with that, whatever picture you send me. And are you looking at me saying, geez, that sounds a little hazardous. And you'd be right, because my edible art choked a motherfucker recently. Oof. I just found out about this competition a couple days ago. I'm a late addition to the thing. And I was thinking about like what I wanted to do and shit. So I was thinking between politics, sport, teams, and vegetables. And when I really got down to it, I was between politics and vegetables. And I was like, oh, I'll do political vegetables. Aren't those just Republicans? Okay. We're having fun here. We're friends, so I can go back to you. Um, what do you call a group of green onions with a serious flow and an appetite for fame? The Rapscallions. Now we're talking pirate shit. You know, a lot of people think pirates invented ships, and that's not true. The Romaine lettuce to that discovery, motherfucker. All right. All right, I gotta be getting close to done here. Hell yeah. <laughs> Am I done here? What time I got? What, what do I got here? Okay, we'll go one last one here. Now, what's the coolest way to, like, get married? It's what fucking Spike Lee and Brock Lesnar did. Running away. Eloping. But you know what? Eloping's not just for humans. In fact, there was a grocery store where two cans of bush-baked beans hopped off the shelf, rolled away, never be seen again. That's a cantaloupe. Oh, shit, we're talking fruit now. My name's Matt Early. All right. <laughs>
Yeah, from <laughs> comedian Matt Brown. Yeah, we are. We're sitting outside the uh, Fells Point Tavern open mic. You just never know who's going to stop by. Yes. He's going to drop in. That was right. Matt Brown. He was worked with Louis C.K. Very famous comedian. Has he? Uh, Tony Rock. He has. Yeah. He's open for them. He's open wow. for a lot of really big name comics. I mean, Whitney he, Cummings. He's like the. Um, I mean, he's like the main guy at Magoobies right now. Kinda. I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. Like he, the he gets a lot of like, bookings there. Yeah, totally. But he's put in his time. He's worked hard for it. Yeah. You know? So has this been, like, the Baltimore scene? Is that your first scene you ever did comedy Yeah, in? I mean... How long have you been doing comedy for? I'd say, like, a decade, honestly. Okay, oh About my gosh, 10 so. years, on and off. But not as serious as, like, someone yeah. should be doing it. Like, yeah. I, I do it more for fun. Um, yeah, I'm very similar in that way. I feel like it's important, like, if you're having... If you're having fun, we're going to wave that Roberto Reed through the window. Yeah, <laughs> but, exactly. Yeah. I try to have fun with it. I'm not, I don't take it too seriously. Like, I'm not trying yeah. to make it a, a career. Right. Um, I started kind of late in life. I was, like, in my 30s, I think, when I started doing comedy. Okay. Yeah, I'm 31, and I just started, like, six months ago, so, so like, I'm in the same. I kind of felt, I feel like, you know, I'm in my 40s now. I don't know. What am I going to do? I'm like, I'm not going to pick up and move to New York or yeah. go to L.A. Now I'm married, and I have yeah. a good career, and my writing isn't that strong. So it's like... I don't know. Now it's just fun. Whatever, I get up and fuck around and have a good time. And I mean, yeah, you had a great you had a great set tonight. So from your Thank set you. tonight, how much of that was prepared, or was a lot of that you were just kind of like riffing in the in the moment, or so like I started out with material that I've been doing for a long time. Yeah. Because honestly, I wanted to just do nothing but new stuff tonight. But I saw everyone else doing so well, and the crowd was so like it's a really hot crowd. Yeah. And I was like, oh fuck, I don't want to be the first comic to bomb and do terrible so i tried to do a joke that i knew like, i think i kind of bombed but no, i appreciate no, you saying you were very good <laughs> oh no you're nice no, you're, you're too funny nice. man they oh, give man. a good energy about you that i think I they it, really needed thanks they kind of wanted that. it i appreciate that yeah i like right, it so back to, i'm sorry i mean to distract. no no it's yeah. okay i'm i'm very Thank like so all over the place this, by the way like oh yeah i appreciate you a lot for doing i this. appreciate you a lot you don't i don't think you know how much i appreciate you all that you do here in a comedy scene in this in the baltimore area it's very important it's helping a lot of people but I have a very similar thing to you, like where I kind of like just the community, you know, vibe of it, where I'm not trying to make a career out of it necessarily. Like I'm trying to have fun and just like promote each other and, you know. You know, I um, I actually started doing stand-up comedy so I could find someone to date. Like I was single oh, at the really? time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't know. I mean, like I knew about stand-up comedy. I wasn't like a hardcore fan or anything. I didn't yeah. watch any specials or anything like that. Okay. But I think it was like I was watching Last Comic Standing. Okay. And I was like, there was a guy, um, Todd Glass was yeah. on it. Yeah. And I was like, I really like this guy. I've never seen him before. He's really funny. Like, I want to try style, this. right? Yeah. I, yeah. I want to try it. And then I just kind of like looked around on MySpace at the time and I found like a local comedian, um, Ayana Dukey. Okay. I messaged her and I was like, like, how do you like get how into comedy? Get st- like, how do you start this? Then? Yeah, yeah. She kind of gave me some good advice. Like she told me like some open mics and I mean, this was like years ago before yeah. there was like I'd say a good scene in Baltimore at all. There was like no scene really. People were mostly go to DC and like um, the surrounding areas. Was that where you start? Like when you first did your first set? Yeah, was was like no. You know what? My first set was in Westminster, Maryland. Okay, at a bar. Where's Westminster? How far? So I'm I moved here from Chicago in 2018. So I don't. I'm not too good at the. So like Westminster is very country, like far out from the city. It's about an hour away. Oh wow! It's like way out in the country. It's very like. And there was a mic out there, or something. Yeah, there was like a local comedian who lived out there and was like sick and tired of driving an hour to get the show. So he put on a show. His name was Bird Knight. He was really good friends with this guy, Joe Robinson and Rob Mayer. They're local guys who are really actually 
very huge comedians now, like 98 Rock and um, Rob Mayer toured with like uh, the USO, and he works with like huge headliners like all the time. What's nice. her name? Tiffany Haddish. Okay, like he opened up for her cool. on her cool, tour, cool. and so, so anyway, that's where he lived out there. And then he was like, okay, I'm gonna set yeah, up a show Bird out here. Night, yeah, and that was my first show. Then I went to College Park. You see yeah. a lot of shows out there. That's where I met like Nick Mullen from Cometown. Oh wow! Um, yeah, sure. Seton Smith, who is a really sh- pretty like popular comedian now. Right. He tours with like John Mulaney a lot. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, Nick Mullen's a real force right now. I mean, that's like a household. Yeah, name. I remember yeah. when he was like 18, 19. Wow. Younger than that, maybe, and he was doing open mics, like hosting it. Wow. And you could see then, like, this dude is fucking. Dude, I love when he wears sunglasses. He's like, a- the sunglasses on stage is kind of like such a badass thing to do. He's and, yeah. so brilliant. You can really hold court when you do that. Yeah, he's a brilliant joke writer. I mean, like, his joke writer, like, ability to respond quick, yes. I guess. I don't know what you would say. And as, it a, is, like, but- as a host at, like, a shitty open mic, too, he just fucking killed. Like, his crowd yeah. work was amazing. That's awesome. Like, he had all these like weird random facts he would just throw out like nice, about nice. the most absurd things but like he was cold just cuts a great or guy cold cuts or whatever yeah like just changing and being like here's here's this random fact and it was funny he because was like, like oh like, you look like someone who has down syndrome you know people with down syndrome were used as uh jesters when, <laughs> like it was like the most random fucking like right. things it's but like, he was is he bullshitting us is he telling us the truth yeah, yeah. but that, that's the thing like i got to see a lot of comedians like that's amazing so you saw on, that guy like out you saw nick out there yeah, I saw wow. Stavros when he was first starting. Wow, Stavros Halkius, Westminster. Well, no, this is actually out. like more Baltimore. For, okay, okay. And, like, but that went, was just where your first one was in Westminster. Yeah, okay. Okay, and then I went, then I did a lot of shows in like College Park by like UM, by University of Maryland that okay. area, and then I actually started a mic at um, the Sidebar. I don't, oh, you know the Sidebar Tavern. Yeah, That's I heard like, of it was it, a really yeah. popular mic. Yeah, I started that years ago. And then I just kind of got burnt out, and I passed it on to someone else, and they passed it on to someone else. But that was a long... I mean, that was running right up until COVID yeah. and everything, and right? Then, yeah. Wow. Um, That's awesome. Dark Mark was running it for a really long time. He was, like, the last person to run shows there, and the success of it was just incredible. Like, I'm glad I started it and that it went for so long. I wish the sidebar would open up again. I know it's for sale. I don't know if it's ever going to come back, but... Huh. We'll or, if see. A, or if a comic would get it and start it back up, you Well, know? there's actually... Um, there's a woman, Rachel something, who's trying... She runs this uh, foundation called Feed the Scene, and she's trying to buy it. She has a fundraiser. She has, like, $30,000 raised so far. Oh, that's awesome. She wants to turn it into, like, a um, like a safe space kind of thing. I don't think the comedy cool. would work there. It's what she wants sure, to do. It's sure. She wants to do, like, an all-ages... That all ages, yeah, that makes An all-ages, like, art kind of place for yeah. kids. Yeah, and I don't know. But. What was your strategy for approaching Sidebar when you started the mic? Like, did you look at a lot of places, or well, were you, you know, like, this I, is I, where um, I want to do it, or...? I played drums. I used to play in a band. Okay. And, you know, Sidebar was kind of, like, the, one of the like better places to play if you're in like a punk band or hardcore okay. band. I'm sure you, oh, you've never been there, but there's stickers yeah. all over the place, the bands that have been there. Oh, neat. They had a lot of like underground punk bands and stuff. So I was like, it's like a rock hall. It's not seated, right? It's like, or is no, it seated? no, okay. it's like a grungy, like, cool. Fucking, it was, the atmosphere is like off the wall. It's incredible. So I knew some of the people that worked there and I was like, you know, um, I'm doing comedy and like there's nothing around here. Do you guys want to do like an open mic or something? And the guy was like, yeah, the guy, um, Maddie. He's like, yeah, let's do that. He's like, nice. I'll, I'll give you like one Monday a month. Then it ended up being like two Mondays. Cool. And that worked for a little while. It was fun. I really enjoyed it, but I got burnt out. Yeah. It's, it's hard to you know, do an open mic. Running an yeah. open mic to me is very challenging. Um, yeah, I feel that way because you're like almost, you're like, okay, I see this bar- bartender every week. I got to write new jokes just for this dude. Like, I kind of yeah. feel, but like, that's the thing we struggle. Like, you know, Max's will sometimes get packed. And it's like, 
all right, I want to, like, because it's open mic, I want to do new material, but it feels like it was pretty packed, and it's like, ah. Yeah, like, I don't want to. No growth, you like, know? I don't want to make like, it. Yeah, I don't want to, like, turn them away or like, have them leave because my jokes are shitty. They're not, like, exactly. polished yet. Like, when you're a host, like, the show's not about you. Like, you want to do good to, like, set everyone else up, and which is kind of, like, tough. Yeah. When I you're like just what, trying to grow as a comic, you know? I like what Roberto does. I think it's important to do, like, crowd work and kind of, yep. like, talk to people and kind of engage them. But I also yep. make it a note to kind of, like, let them know, like, hey, don't fucking heckle. Like, we're talking. That's cool, but don't. You know, don't talk to the other comics too much. It might not like right. it. I try to kind of like get that message across. Existimos like will do way. that. Yeah, Existimos is good for that. Yeah, like they do a nice like announcement up top. But yeah, which is important. Like some places you just can't do that. Yeah, but um, it's good. I remember there was a place. Um, I've never I think done it that at Max's, but maybe we should do that up top. Like yeah, respect like, the stage and be like, it takes a lot of metaphorical nuts to get yeah, up here. Yeah, like and, oh, we yeah. Know, we love having you here. Right. But if, you know, just either people. You know, they're trying to get ready for shows for like. You know, like, right? For this is really critical tours. time for them yeah, to figure out getting shit. ready for comedy yeah. tours and Netflix special. You can lie, whatever. Getting ready for their Netflix special. Everyone's specials. getting ready for their Netflix special. Yeah, you know, totally. so want to make sure that like you're a good audience. You know, don't yell out if you do. Right. You know, really don't appreciate that here. Whatever you want to say, something right. like that. Well, because as a comic, like it's nice having that feeling. Be like, all right, this is a free show. I just signed up to be here so I can try just new stuff. Versus when yeah. someone's paying, it's like it takes some serious nuts to be like, all right. Here comes some new material, you know, new material that I've never tried anywhere before. You yeah, know? well, that's like tonight, for example. Like, I started out with that one. I did the one joke, I guess. I kind of started out with something that I always do, and then I started talking about. Um, yeah, you got it. The was ghost really gun. Yeah, joke. that was funny. Yeah, I'm glad you was, like it. That's yeah. something new I've been working on. And then I did that joke about the 15 year old that got murdered by a nine year old, which is that's the first time I've done it on stage. Okay, yeah, that's a t- I, it's a tough topic. Yeah, <laughs> but, it is. But yeah. I wanted to talk about it. See, yeah. that's why I wanted to do that at an open mic to kind of like right. mm, give it a try and see give it a test. Yeah, how it would go, and it went okay. It wasn't great, and I kind of like didn't have an ending to it. That was the problem. Right. And I kind of was like, oh shit! Like, what am I going to say to stop it? And it got really awkward, but that's okay. Whatever. That's part of open mic. That's comedy, part of right? open mic. Yeah. Something like. I mean, if you go to an open mic set and like twenty percent works and it's some new stuff, it's like you're riding high after yeah. that. It's like even if you have some, some stuff that are good jokes you know have worked before and they don't work tonight, it's like well, that's just comedy. Like some jokes work some nights, some jokes work the other night. You yeah, know? I mean, it depends. And a lot of times I've realized some jokes may not work in this type of setting, like at a bar or whatever. But if you're performing yeah. at a comedy club or or something where they're they're ready for comedy, like. It might kill. Like I might right. do very, very well. Like those jokes, maybe they would do much better at Magoobies or right wherever. I don't know. But you know, if you're if people are at a bar, they're not always like engaged. You're not exactly. there for comedy sometimes. Maxes will get like that sometimes, especially if it's Saturday night. Like people just come upstairs because it gets packed downstairs, and yeah. it's like you got to. But like then you just got to be funnier. Like the yeah. jokes has to be better because if it's a really good premise, it'll s- silence the room. You know, because everyone's all of a sudden listening to you, and then you know. Yeah, it's also good for like the host to kind of just. Remind people like, hey, we're doing a comedy show. Yeah, you know, especially for people just coming up. Right? Yeah, it makes yeah. Sense. Let them know, like, constantly remind them. This way, like, in their mind, they're like, oh yeah, I'm at a comedy show. Right. Whatever. Right. You know, I don't know. Right. Everyone has their own way of dealing with it. So, when you were getting ready for your first, when it was like, okay, I want to do stand up comedy, and I'm going to do it in Westminster, and you're thinking about your first set. What was your preparation for that? Did you just go up with everything like like some people have it like word for word they type yeah. everything out or That's did I have had. like okay that was your yeah I so. didn't know any better I just typed up like this whole thing on like a computer and I printed it up and like I remember at one point I must have like turned my back to the crowd because I had my notes like on a chair yeah and I was like reading it and I guess I was kind of like rocking and then 
Rob Mayer came back on later and was like, "All right, give it up for Rain Man," because <laughs> like I came across very like I had um, autist. I was autistic or whatever. Right, but that was just your but first that, like. Yeah, I was yeah, like, super nervous. You didn't know and, what to do. Yeah, but it was a great line. Like he's a very good host. He's very funny, right, very clever. Takes that wit. When you're a good host, you got that wit to respond in the moment with something, right? Yeah, kind of definitely. playing off the last comic what they what they were saying. Yeah, you gotta pay attention. But yeah. That was interesting, and like it took me a while to get used to not looking at notes and stuff like that. I yeah, mean, I still bring I up still notes to open mics. That. Totally, yeah. I do. Even when I worked like at Magoobies and I was opening for like Jim Florentine or oh, awesome. yeah, whoever. Uh, there are some other comics I worked with there that probably no one's ever heard of, but um, but that's cool. You were I like you were like hosting and, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's I've awesome. Yeah, a few times cool. at the club, and it's been a lot of fun. But yeah, I brought notes up on stage. I'm kind of like, I probably shouldn't have done that. I forgot the comedian's name one time, so I had oh, it like yeah. written down on a piece of paper. Right, you don't want to mess it. that up, especially on the I, big, right, on the big stage. Was. I was so right? nervous, yeah, and I did. Right, like, I didn't want to. I was like, give it up for your headliner, because I was so like nervous and worried right. I was going to oh, fuck yeah. it up. That Especially if awful. you don't like know the name, if, if it's yeah. like someone you don't necessarily aren't a huge fan yeah, it was like, of, her or name something. was like Patty R- Rothenberg or something. Right. It's like, but if you never heard it before and you just read it that night, you're like, okay, here we go. Yeah, I was like, uh, and you still want to mess it up. But, but it was a bad look. I should have been more prepared. But. So your first set, you're growing up with a full script. Is it a comic after that's like, hey, maybe you should try to bring not a full script, or was it just like you no. naturally that went through the process? Of, of I think just it was, like it was more about watching other people and just. I don't really have any advice from, and no one really like pulled me aside and was like, "Oh, you should do this, you should do this." Other than like people were like, "You should record your set." I did hear right. that a lot, and I I still do that every set. Like I always record it. Did you start doing that like almost right away? You started yeah. recording sets. Yeah, I would say like maybe my second set I ever did. Yeah, I started there. Nice, a smart. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I mean, I used I to record done. on like cassette tapes. It was oh, so long really? ago. Yeah, Man, that's so awesome. Fucking no, it's awful. It but you were saying so MySpace too earlier. Yeah, it was I know. Like that's that that how long ago it was. I mean, it's probably more than ten years. Now that I'm thinking about it, but I did it. So I before I moved to um, Baltimore, I lived in Milwaukee for ten years, and that's I cool. did, and I did it for I did comedy for like two months before I left in 2018, and then didn't get back to it until. Um, you know this until February this year, but when I was in Milwaukee, I didn't record any of my sets. I mean, I do it like once every three weeks, but like yeah. that's something I wish I did. Was like it'd be fun to go back and listen to it, or like oh yeah, I wish I had those. Yeah, I know. Yeah, because yeah, I never really. I, I only did a mic like every like once every three weeks, so I just never really um, got to the point where I was like making any you know any real progress. I, I like I never really got to shows or anything like that. Yeah, it was just more yeah. for fun, I guess, or something yeah. to do. Yeah, to get out of the house. Right. Not have to deal with the wife. That's what it is for me now too. It's like yeah, it's like, nice. like I gotta go do something. I'm sorry, you're driving because I live in Baltimore, in one of the like row homes. It's not very big. Okay. So I it's also like, live in a row home in Baltimore. So you know I'm near, what I'm I'm near mean. Patterson. Uh, me too. Park. Whoa, oh, we're probably whoa. neighbors actually. Yes. But you know they're not very big houses. Hopefully, we're, hopefully we're the neighbors we like. Of yeah, each other. I'd be like, wait, you're that house? Yeah, you <laughs> <No>. motherfucker. <laughs> no. You know sometimes it's, you want to get out. Yeah. Especially like. Yeah, it's nice just to have. I mean, it's kind of like your friends and stuff, you know. Definitely, like, just, like, yeah. You meet, you meet different people and like. It's yeah. really cool, actually. Like, especially because I also worked at Magoobie's Joe House for so long. Because I did their sound and I was like a door guy. Oh, cool! I met so many people. Like, I met Shane Gillis and. Oh wow! Like when he was early, coming up, sure. Yes, yeah. when he would drive down from Pennsylvania and do like what? the new talent contest and shit oh, like yeah. that. Nice. Like I remember when he won the Comedian of the Year and he beat um, Ben O'Brien. Who is a performer with Wham City and yeah. he's in California now. Does a lot of like Adult Swim oh, like cool. programs and stuff. That's awesome. But I remember I was there for that. I was there for wow. Stavros when he won. Man, that's amazing. Yeah, dude, I'm, it's just it's amazing watching like a lot of people grow and succeed. Like 
the, that guy Jermaine Fowler, who was in um, Coming to America too. He played like the prince's son or whatever, the yeah. king's son. Like he's from DC, and he used to perform when he was like sixteen in College Park. We used to watch him, and that's amazing to perform. And now yeah, he's like that a, early. he's a fucking movie star, and like he was on. Um, some TV show about making donuts. I forget what it's called. It was yeah. like a sitcom. So you ever? So you did? You know, Magoobies quite a bit. You ever do the DC Improv or ever make your way down? No, the I haven't actually fucked with them too much. I know okay. it's. Seems hard to get a, in there. I was told a while ago, like if you send them a tape, like the open mic. That's like the way, like the foot in there. Is there there's some email that's yeah, like open th- mic at DC Improv that like yeah, you send I think, them a. I mean. Yeah, but you have to be more established, right? Is that what they right. look for? Which I mean, I probably right. could do it, but I don't know if I if I have a set that I like to bring to them right, right now. Maybe that's something I need to like work on. It Dude, sounds so weird because I've been doing comedy on and off for so long. I should right, approach. You really got to love something to bring it to like the the hallowed, you know, where Dave Chappelle started and all this, you know. Yeah, stuff, exactly. Right? Like I don't want to. I also don't want to burn that bridge. Like if I go one yes, time and I have dude. a shitty set, they're gonna be like, "Nah, fuck this kid." Dude, that was so. I did Matt Brown like a while ago. Told me that there was a pun contest there and was like gonna rack me to do it. So I emailed the booker, never heard anything back, and then it was like two days before. He's like, "Someone dropped off. Can you do it?" And it was like mm. they only had ten people, and you had to pick a theme. So I picked vegetables, and I had to just like pun for four minutes on vegetables. Yeah, I can't do that shit. So there was it like it was like packed main room of the DC Improv and I'm like alright here comes instead of doing my best five that I'd love to bring here my polished best stuff it's like here I am bringing 15 new jokes I've never said in front of anyone yeah, <laughs> you it's, know and it's like hopefully uh, this goes well you know whatever but it's a pun show but it was still kind of funny to like go down there and is that do like that. the pun DMC is that what that yeah. show's called yep, yep. Yeah. So I could never do that that's too fucking that's too smart for me I don't know it, it was a lot of people had like sheets of paper they were just like reading from a music stand up there mm. and I like I got up there I like kicked that thing out of the way I'm like alright I'm gonna do this like a stand up set yeah, hell I, like, yeah the stage yeah pretty yeah. much I slipped a lot of hell yes in there but fuck yeah um, so have you ever done any comedy up in New, any, in New York or anything like that you ever expand no, up that really. way no not really I mean Sometimes it's like Pennsylvania. Yeah, a couple of shows up there. Oh, like Church of Satire. You ever done yeah. that? Yeah, that's a sweet room. Yeah, actually, I, mean, I well did it before he before everything. he moved his room. Yeah, to the the Main Street bar or whatever. Yeah, um, I used to do it. At, he had a, like a smoke shop at a vape okay. shop originally. Nice, and I nice. would do that, and it was fun. It was a good time. He's very, he has a lot of like ambition. I'm really like happy for him. He's Jim, right? Jim Bryan is that his name? Yep, I think. Yeah, I think Jim so. Bryan. Jim something. Yeah. But it's really cool what he's doing up there. So after you have a set, what's your process for like you record it? Do you listen to it always, or like only sometimes when you're getting ready for like a big show? Or I usually listen to it right away, actually, okay. and because pull out it, what actually worked and what didn't work. Well, I want to make sure that like because when I'm up there, I don't always like know like who's laughing or what's funny and what's not. I'm not. I'm paying attention, but like I'm kind of not. I'm trying to remember what I want to say. Right, right. And then I like to listen back and be like, oh, that was funny. Okay, oh, they are laughing. Right. Or like, oh. or if I say something wrong, like I'm like, oh, I that fucked that up. That does help, dude. Like, cause I get, I'm so negative on my, by myself all the time that like, oh, I'll, me too. And I'll be like, I bombed, whatever. And it's like, oh, you listen back to it. You're like, okay, wait. There like, were, no, like, that was funny. Yeah, they yeah. did laugh at that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I have to like remind myself. And such a to big it. thing to record. It's such a benefit. Like to when record you, it. if you listen to your set from tonight, um, yeah. you definitely had a lot of laughs, actually. Yeah, and I, there I am thinking, I like. Yeah, yeah you look like you good. were. De- I didn't know if you were like being a character, and you looked defeated at times. Yes, I felt. I well, so but, I but got, it also kind of came across as like there was like a spot. gimmick. Yeah, it is. You know what? It kind it is kind of that because I do bring a set list up there, and like the first time I did McGoobies, they're like, "Oh, that was so funny." You kept going back to your set list when in reality I was like kind of falling apart. But like it was yeah. huge laughs when I was like going to get like, okay, let me check my next bit, let me check my next bit. Cause I'm like such a one liner 
you know, dude, where sometimes it's hard yeah. to keep organized. Like, what oh, I'm going to do that's next? That's a lot of jokes to remember. Yeah. Or even just like, I have a list and I just shoot from them. I'm like, all right, now I'm going to do this one. Now I'm going to do this kinda one. Kind of like skip around. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like, that's kind of the. Um, now, what happens when you have like a set that's very, you know, bad? Do you like get rid of that material or do you always give jokes at least a couple of times before you say, okay, I, I don't get rid be of anything. I keep all of it. Okay. Just, I love that. I like yeah. to like re. I go back like, to if it. If it made me laugh originally, then like there's something there. Yeah, there's something there. Exactly. And then I just need to rewrite it or just look at it again or try it, you know, try saying it differently i guess it's rewriting but right going back and giving it a few times at least i think something might something else might happen in the world and it might become like topical again or you might be able to like right. combine the two right like you might have an idea and maybe it's not relevant but then like something happened it's like oh wait i had that one joke about this i can add it to this right. and then it'll I bring back an old joke like oh wait i can do that again yeah yeah exactly so what's your process for like are you coming up with like when you like draw, like getting material basically. Like, are, are you coming up with stuff out of thin air? Or are you drawing on real life experiences and things like I that? Think like both. Your, yeah. Honestly, I mean, like sometimes I'll be like, like um, I'm mostly a thin air. Like I usually think of a dumb word that I can think and I can build a random story around it. And like that's my, you know, I don't really draw from a lot smart. of real life. I think a lot of times, like um, I'll think of something, I'll see something on TV or I'll hear somebody say something. And I'm like, oh, that's funny. I wonder if, like, what would happen if you know. Instead of that, it was this. You know, like, right. I like to change things around, or I like to kind of like um, look at things from all different points of view. Right. Like with the, um, for example, like that joke with the nine-year-old that killed a fifteen-year-old. I was like, man, that would suck if you're like a teacher and I had it was your student. Right. I was like, oh, that's funny. I should like yeah. fucking <laughs> you write that as a joke. Right. Right. And I was thinking about it. and I was like, well, what would it be like if, you know, they were it was their first year teaching and that's like their student. Like, what would the principal say to them? So I was thinking about it in a lot of, like, different areas about it. I tried to like look at things from a lot of different ways and kind of like pick what I right. can from it and you what I think funny is funny. idea and then you try to see how many different ways or like what else can I add to it that's yeah, exactly. still on the same theme. Yeah, yeah, and kind of just go with it. So how long have you had a podcast for? So the podcast has been running for, I want to say a year and a half. Okay. And what's your kind of general, is there a theme to it or is it just kind of you have guests on conversational? It's just conversational. It's okay. uh, sort of like an anarchy, anarchist sort of like mix of like just dark humor. It's cool. sort of edgy and weird and kind of like we lie about things and just make up stuff. And sure. It's just so random yeah, and absurd. Or, yeah. Like, that's yeah. Cool. It's just fucking nuts. Do you have a co-host there? Or like a producer you do? I was working uh, with someone, uh, with my friend Kiki Lee, who was, okay. who, who was like a young comic for a, for a little bit, but she kind of gave up stand-up. She wasn't really into it. Um, cool. I'd worked with her like the the first a, a good amount of the fir first early episodes are with her, but then she had some health issues, so she kind of like dropped off for a little while. Then I just had like random people work with me, and then yeah. she comes back once in a while. But now it's mostly me. It's like it's my show, pretty much. And do you think that helps you with like the creative like comedy process? Yeah, oh, totally. Like the, yeah, because I, I to feel think like about for me too, it definitely I, and like even just like meeting people and getting to know new comics. Like for example, like. I've known you like a little bit, but it's cool to like sit down and actually like, you know slow down and have a conversation. Like I like yeah. that's my favorite part about podcasting is getting to know comedians a little bit. Better, yeah, it is cool actually. It's nice unless they're assholes or like fucking like psychopaths. Right. Then, then you really like, know. Then you really know they're an asshole. Yeah, yeah, right. like, yeah, yeah. You really are. That wasn't just an act on stage. You're a yeah. fucking psychopath. Yeah, okay, right, let right. me move away from you. Right. No, I try to like for my show. I try to find people that I I feel like I have good chemistry with. Right. Just naturally, you're like okay, we could definitely sit and have a conversation for a yeah. while. Like um, I had fun. I had Bill, oh, nice. um, Bill Frank on my show and cool. Liz Savage. I, they nice. were on it together, and we had a oh, good time. Awesome. Bill's a weird guy. I kind of like him. I kind of like yeah. that about him. Oh, he's an he's an onion. You got to peel back the layers. Yeah, but yeah, he, once he, you get him going, like he'll get you know he'll he'll open up. Which no, is, I like him a lot actually. Yeah, I um, do. That's been a fun thing. Like we co-produce like shows together, yeah. and I feel like 
it's so nice to have someone else to like do stuff with. When you were, when you were doing sidebar, was it just you that was running it until you passed it yeah, off? Yeah, or was yeah, it, okay. it was just me. Yeah, like I had to be. And there that's why it'll burn you out because you were there. You're pretty much there all the time. Yeah, right? yeah. And the thing that was hard was there wasn't a lot of comedians mm-hmm. really that would come out. Or not originally. So yeah. we the same people like every fucking week, and they would just do the same jokes, and it was like, oh right. my god, like. Bro, and that's tough, dude. Because like, you got to do open mics to grow and like try yeah. new shit. But then I feel like even some people get stuck and like just yeah, I don't set, like that. Like yeah. over and over to the right. point where like what do you I would gain just from killing with the same five minutes, right? Over it's and like, over again. Yeah, exactly. Not, but no, one, we didn't have like a veteran in the scene. There was nobody like in right. the scene to be like no, no wise need elder to, to be like grow. Yes, exactly. Right. Because I like Matt will do that at his open mic. He'll be like, all right, everyone, I'm going to hear the same. He'll kind of say like, I don't want to hear the same five minutes, and he'll kind of force you to be like. Start yeah. writing more, and then that's got me in a rhythm now. Where like I really do. If I'm doing an open mic, I try to open at least with five or six new like things. If I got them, you know, or whatever, just to, like start with some new, and then transition to be like, okay, and this is some older stuff I'm working on. You know, yeah, but, no, I I agree with you. Like for a long, like like I said earlier tonight, like I did just want to try new stuff, but like yeah. I also felt like this is a nice crowd. I don't want to like you don't want to totally. Bo- I don't want to bomb. It. Yeah, for in front sure. Of them and exactly, exactly. So, yeah. but yeah. Cool. Oh man, this has been this has been sweet. Thank you so much for doing this. Oh, I appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun, and yeah, hopefully, I um, well, and if we you want to do this again, like yeah, I mean, because oh, this is it. it again. This is the whole studio, and like you ever want to? Because that I've said this to all the comics. I'm just gonna yeah. come over to your house, and we're oh, gonna do. Well, that'd be fun. Uh, yeah. Maybe this is the uh, the evolution of the Matt Hurley show. You oh, know? that'd be you awesome. Be like, yeah, co- yeah, co-host. Because I yeah, uh, I would. Actually. It is tough to do it by yourself. You know, like just, just by yourself. Yeah, right. Well, oh, I definitely. I've never done. I did one solo episode when I did the Magoobies competition. And I did like four minutes up top, being like, "These were the jokes I thought. This bomb. This was good." And then I played the audio. That's kind of cool. But like, I can't. I can't just like talk to a mic like that. Yeah, it's but it's not good. I can just talk tough. and ramble and like. I worry be it's like weird. I'm gonna repeat or you know whatever. But um, yeah. no, this has been a downright lovely conversation on a on a nice Tuesday night in Phoenix. Yeah, so, and a uh, very great show, great comedy show. A lot yeah. of good comedians that came Roberto out. Reed, as awesome. usual, hosting yeah. a great show. Great and, show and. Yeah, great crowd and just a really good time. So I will. I'm gonna plug your socials and everything. But you just want to mention what your podcast is one more so, time, yeah, just right at the end of this. It's Daddy Home. It's D A D D Y Home. It's not Daddy's Home. That's not like the movie. It's just Daddy Home. Like okay. kind of like gangsters. So like yo, Daddy Home. What up? Nice. You know, like and you can find I'm it on pimp. YouTube and yeah. Look up, so. Well, if you go on YouTube, just look up one Foxy comic. It's all one word. O N E F O X Y. Oh, that's your social. That's your Insta, that's my, too. And yeah. I'm going to plug this up top. I'm going to say that all. But yes, yes. One Foxy Comic. Just search that on everything. Cool. That's pretty much like um, everything you nice. need to know. One we Foxy a, Comic. A tight, a tight half hour. That's a perfect, a perfect, uh, that's great a perfect way podcast. To end. So, Justin Jones, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, thank you. Cheers. Cheers.